enjoy it while it lasts. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah. So easily offended. Uh-huh. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. What's up? What's up? Anita Marks with you. It is Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, with you until midnight tonight. Of course, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Unfortunately, following a uh, disappointing loss, uh, the Knicks losing to the Toronto Raptors tonight. Um, Toppin had a, a great game, right? Like, one of the best he's had in his career um, as an NBA star. Double-double, 19 points, 10 rebounds. But uh, Julius Randle and the crew just couldn't get it done. Uh, even R.J. Barrett going back home, uh, they had a chance to uh, tie it up, possibly win it, uh, but uh, could not get it done. So right now the Knicks are sitting at 12-14. and 14. Uh, They're 7-6 and six away on the road. Obviously they're on a road trip in Toronto uh, the winners tonight. I uh, want to call up some other scores to just to kind of get you uh, in the know. Uh, final, the Nets, they take care of the Atlanta Hawks, 113-105. to Kevin Durant back in action, 31 points, 5 rebounds, 6th assists. Uh, the Bucks and the Rockets going at it. Uh, just about 35 seconds left in the 4th, and the Bucks are up 119-112. to Giannis, 39 points, 16 rebounds tonight. About four minutes into the first game, the, I'm sorry, it, four minutes into the first quarter for the Celtics and the Sun. Celtics up on the Sun, the Suns right now. Uh, Jason Tatum with 12 points already in the game, not even past the first quarter. So if you did take the over in points for Tatum, uh, it looks like that could be a really, really good wager for you. Uh, earlier tonight, the Hornets beat the Kings 124 to 123. Pacers over the Mavericks 106 to 93. Cavaliers over uh, the Timberwolves 123 to 106. Pelicans took care of the Detroit Pistons at 109 to 93. And last but not least, the Lakers. They won. I lost money with them yesterday. Gosh darn it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's hot and cold with LeBron these days. That's for sure. 116 to 95, the Lakers take care of the, uh, OKC Thunder, LeBron James, 33 points, five rebounds and, uh, and six assists. So that's your NBA slate tonight. Hopefully, um, you had some winners in there and, uh, but, uh, big, you know, in, in, in regard to college football, obviously, uh, we are on the precipice of a lot of the bowl games and bowl action happening. Uh, I'm going to dive into, I'm going to have a really big college bowl game show for you next Friday. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, you know, it's it's really important. You know, we live in this day and age, right, where you have some of the best college football players that are playing for some of the best universities, but those universities aren't necessarily challenging and competing for a national championship so obviously there's quite a few players that do um, elect to not play in the bowl games the I don't know Dorito bowl game or I don't know like by the way we've got Brian and Jacob who are producing the show back in the studio tonight I mean I I just guys don't you feel like first of all there's like a plethora Uh, there's just a ridiculous number (laughs) of bowl games from here on out uh, and, and the names here, I just, I just pulled them up. You've got the Bahamas bowl. Okay. You Is have that one a new one. You have, 
You have the uh, the tail greeter cure bowl. You've got the roofclaim.com Boca Raton bowl. You've got the cricket celebration bowl. <laughs> you got the lending tree. The Jimmy, are you kidding me? The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel. What? I mean, let's play. Uh, is this bowl I mean, even real? Really? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's just like there's so many um, tax act. <laughs> Quick Lane Bowl, Ticket Smarter, AutoZone. Okay. I, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to, I, was, oh, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. <laughs> Listen, I, everybody, I love, I love a lot of wasabi on my sushi. I just, I, I never thought it would be the name of a bowl. Um, anyway, uh, so, so there's a ton, but as we know, it, it really, it, it comes down to the final four. Right. And this year, that's the Cotton Bowl is going to host uh, number one, Alabama against number four, Cincinnati. And then uh, the Orange Bowl, my neck of the woods, uh, is going to host number two, Michigan against number three, Georgia. That's going to be a really good game. So and and no disrespect to Cincinnati, but I I think we all know Alabama is going to. Could you imagine imagine Alabama and Georgia going at it again or Alabama and Michigan? So, uh, so, you know, it's the, the bowl game series and, and what's ahead is exciting. But the point I really wanted to make is, you know, we're, we kind of live in this, this time where if you're not Cincinnati, Alabama, Georgia, or, or Michigan, and you're being told that you're going to be drafted in the NFL somewhere in, you know, the top three to four rounds, it's, it's actually quite wise for you to, to sit your bowl game out, to sit that wasabi bowl game (laughs) because what's that wasabi bowl game gonna do for you anyway so it's just really important uh that you know you're you're in the know in regard to what what top name players playmakers for those universities are not going to be playing because then the lines get a little a little screwed right like so uh so anyway uh not going to talk a lot of college football tonight but Next Friday, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a really deep dive into these bowl game matchups. So definitely stay tuned for that. But we've got an exciting NFL slate ahead of us. Um, if you look beyond, obviously the Jets and the Giants. As we know, the Jets are at home. They're hosting uh, the Saints with Taysom Hill at quarterback. The Saints are favored by five and a half. So uh, I that's. That's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, let's let's be honest. And then you've got the Giants that are out west. Keep in mind they didn't come back home after facing Miami. They they went straight out to Arizona. They've been utilizing the University of Arizona practice facility to get ready to take on the Chargers on Sunday. And the Chargers are favored by nine and a half, which is interesting because a few things. Number one. Um, all the, all the signs are pointing to Mike Glennon being cleared and ready to play and will be the starting quarterback for the giants. Uh, Daniel Jones, from what I understand is not going to play. Right. So, but at the same time, you've got a chargers team that's, uh, dealing with a COVID outbreak and Keenan Allen, their number one wide receiver is, is, is going to be, he's already been ruled out. Uh, and I know they're hoping to get Mike Williams back. Uh, Mike Williams, not having any type of symptoms from the close contact he had with Keenan Allen but nonetheless uh you know there's there's a chance that the Chargers might be without their 
two starting wide receivers. Um, I doubt it. Everything that I'm reading and I'm hearing, it sounds like Mike Williams is going to be active. We'll see how attractive he's going to be. Uh, but it, it doesn't look like Kadarius Tony's going to play. Saquon Barkley still doesn't look 100%. And uh, let's face it, you got Mike Lennon starting at, uh, at quarterback. But nine and a half points is a lot. Not going to lie. And I don't, you know, I, I, understand, I understand the philosophy of, uh, you know, taking your team and heading out west and, um, you know, playing, practicing in, in, in warm weather conditions. You know, it's, it's been freezing here. And, of course, the Giants have an indoor practice facility that they could go into. But nonetheless, you know, you know I, I, I understand the philosophy of getting your team acclimated to the temperatures and, and, and the weather surrounding the game that is going to be played at 4.05 p.m. on Sunday against the Chargers. Just the, I just don't know, like, you know, weighing out, you know, not being home for over a week. Right? Like, that's a lot. And then to get ready to take on a Chargers team with Justin Herbert. Again, I, I'm, I'm not someone who I, I don't, I don't, I, I certainly don't like to, to wager when it, you, you come to double digits, uh, but still nine and a half. You never know. Giants defense has been quite good. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into these games tonight, both those. And, you know, each and every week I tell people this all the time. You know, there's some weeks that the slate of NFL games that come out aren't tempting, you know? And, and I want to say there's been like two weeks this, this season uh, that I've just, I, I haven't loved anything on the slate. <laughs> and then, but I'll still, I'll still wager on a few games. I get a tip here. I get a tip there. I do a little bit more research. This is what I like. And you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll play a few of the games, but this late, this, this week, there's a lot of games I love, but that also scares me a little bit. <laughs> so, um, so I, let's, I'll, I'll break down a few of them for you. And I'm excited for the show tonight. Um, Aaron shots from football outsiders is going to join me next, uh, with his picks, his plays. Uh, he always does a phenomenal job. He contributes to our ESPN platform uh, when it comes to gambling. And you can see on uh, on ESPN.com, go to the chalk site. You could see a number of us contributing, of course, to that 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 gambling page. Um, as always, I love to uh, play for you. Mike Clay and I, we have a podcast that we record every Friday talking about our favorite prop bets heading into each and every week of the NFL season. So I'm going to play that for you at the top of the hour at 11 p.m., and then, um, and then also Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau is back, uh, back on the show with us, which is really exciting. And, uh, and from what I understand, he's got some really great nuggets to share. So I'm excited for the show. Again, we're with you until midnight. But before we do take a first break, and, and, and we do have, again, Aaron Schatz coming on, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this slate of games. And, and there's quite a few of these, uh, these matchups that I do like. Um, the Ravens and the Cleveland Browns being one of them. I, I do like the Ravens as a road dog getting three. It's minus 120. You could buy it up to minus, you know, plus three and a half, and, and you get that at minus 130. Um, you know, this Cleveland team, they're dealing with a lot. They've, uh, they've, they've got they've a lot of injuries. They've got a number of uh, wide receivers that are not expected to be active. 
Uh, Baker Mayfield has been strugg- struggling, um, and, and I know the Ravens had as well. I, I mean, you know, the reason, the excuse we got that as to why they went for two and didn't kick a field goal and live for another day and take that game into overtime against the Pittsburgh Steelers was because they have a depleted secondary. But the things that the Baltimore Ravens can do defensively, which is stopping the run, is exactly what the Cleveland Browns try to do offensively. You know, when they put too much on Baker Mayfield's plate, he doesn't perform well. So uh, this Ravens defense is a really perfect matchup for what the Cleveland Browns like to do offensively. And, of course, you, you, you add in the equation of Lamar Jackson. So give me the Baltimore Ravens plus three. Again, like I said, you know, buy them up. I, I, like, I like buying that hook. I'll spend that a little extra dough to buy that hook and get the Ravens at plus three and a half in Cleveland. They're always close games. I get it. I just think this matchup really favors the Baltimore Ravens, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Seattle Seahawks uh, minus eight and a half. This is, this is a game that more than likely I'll use as a two-team six-point teaser, and I'll tease the Seattle Seahawks down to minus two and a half. Uh, you've got a Houston Texans team that they're, they're, they're waving the white flag. They've already said that Davis Mills is going gonna, is gonna to start for the remainder of the season. I know they said that because he gives them the best opportunity to win. I'm not buying that. I, I think the Texans really need to find out the next four weeks what they're working with, you know? And so I, I think that they're going to give some players that maybe aren't the best players on their squad an opportunity to get some playing time for, for evaluation, and uh, when when it gets to that, and then you've got a Seattle team who, you know, listen, they look they look good last week. Um, you know, uh, they're they're still fighting for Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson is is still you know trying to cook. So uh, you know, again, will I play that? Would I play the eight and a half? Yeah, I, I think this 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 potentially could be a blowout. Seattle Seahawks, their defense is not bad, so. But I think this is a perfect spot to use that Seattle Seahawks minus eight and a half and, and use that as a, a two-team six-point teaser. Um, I, I, I do like Carolina. I'm trying to avoid some of the games that I know I'm going to be chatting it up with, uh, with, with Randy as well as uh, Aaron Schatz. So I, I want to talk about the, the games that, um, that aren't headed your way that I, I, I know – um, and I think that's it. I mean, I mean, uh, the, the games that I know that Randy and, and Aaron Schatz want to discuss pretty much covers the slate. So uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break. We come back. Like I said, I come back with Aaron Schatz. We'll dive into his favorite plays. Um, we'll hear from Mike Clay at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Um, I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Maybe there's a play you like also, what I, I do want to tap into tonight as well is there are two futures plays that are still available in regard to two teams in the NFL that potentially could make it to the postseason. And there's some good value in both of them that I want to tee up for you tonight as well as some futures because um, after this week, after this week's slate of games, the FPI probability of teams making it to the postseason, not, will they, will they not, it all changes and you're not going to get the same value moving forward as you would right now. So I do want to dive into that in the next hour and a half as well. Anita Marks with you again. You're listening to Week in Wager here on 90.7 ESPN brought to you by 
Uh, BetMGM Sports, enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. We return with Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, this is Brett Musburger, and you're listening to Anita Marks on the Weekend Wager. Anita Marks with you. Uh, top of the hour, uh, we're going to hear uh, from uh, Mike Clay in, in just a second. Again, just a reminder, uh, him and I put together a, a podcast each and every Friday uh, with our favorite prop bets heading into each and every week NFL slate of games. Uh, and we've been quite successful. Uh, we're hitting 59%, which means we're winning people money. So I'm going to play that for you momentarily. But uh, this just in... Uh, tomorrow night, Golden State Warriors uh, playing in Philadelphia against the 76ers. Uh, Tip-off is at 8.40 p.m., and obviously we know what a big night this is going to be for Steph Curry. I mean, um, yeah, you're, you're right, uh, Brian. So we've got Brian and Jacob who are producing the show back in the studio. We were talking in the break. He's 10 three-pointers away uh, from breaking from breaking the record. So, you know, what are the chances of him hitting 10 three-pointers? Um, not likely, but, I mean, listen, it's Steph Curry. You never know, right? You never know. Here's another thing, you know, I, I, was, I was mentioning, I was having this conversation with, with somebody. You know, you, you break this record, where do you want to break it? I'm, I'm, I want to call up the, uh, the Warriors schedule right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it's all on the road. So, all right, so let's do the math really quick, guys. Okay, so at Philadelphia, um, at Indiana, and then he's at the Garden. Those are the, the, next, three, those are the next three games, right? Um, let's see. What is he? I want to see what is he averaging. And I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not great with math, uh, but I'm going to do my best here. Um, can't be that hard. So, well, um, he's averaging six three pointers a game. Uh, Steph Curry is taking, you know, he's, he's averaging anywhere between, he's averaging 15 three point attempts a game and, and he's, he's making anywhere he's making like, he's, he's like, he's at, I, and, and again, this is just on the average, right? He's like, he's at 50%. So if you do the math, chances are he's, he's going to break the record in, in Indiana with the Pacers. Um, but my goodness, could you imagine how awesome it would be if he broke the record at the garden? And, and here's my question. I would love for you guys to chime in on this. You know, it, it, you're on the road. It's going to happen. You're not going to be at home, which really, in my opinion, like, yeah, that, that in some regard, that stinks, right? But if you can't break it at home, what other place would you want to break it than the garden? Am I wrong? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be the garden. <laughs> right? Just, like, but I'm looking but at here, these games. I'm like, yeah, it might look like it. But, but here's the thing, but here's, it's going to, I mean, obviously it's, it's going to be one of these three places. Now I'm looking again, I'm looking at, uh, at Steph Curry's stats. He doesn't have, 
He doesn't have one game this season where he's made 10 three-pointers, but he's got one, two, three, four. He's got four games in November. In November, he had he has four games that uh, he made ten. He he made nine three pointers. Okay. So I mean, you know, is it doable, especially on on a big night, all the 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 hoopla and you know anticipation and the excitement leading up to tomorrow night's game? Yeah, I mean, possibly, but the last four games again. Steph Curry is uh, is um, averaging about 15 three-point attempts a game, and uh, and he's making somewhere between five and seven. That's where it stands. So if you do the math and that trend continues, then he's going to break his record uh, in Indiana against the Pacers. Um. So it's it's and and by the way, there, there's no prop bets. There's no prop bets out right now uh, in regard to, you know, um, how many over-under, how many three-pointers on this uh, tomorrow night against the 76ers. That has not hit yet. But what has hit is that line is out. And that line right now is the Golden State Warriors minus one and a half. And you can get that at minus 110 at Philadelphia against the 76ers. I've already put money down on it. So I, I I think I think the Warriors are, are going to win tomorrow. I, I, there's just there's too much excitement. There's too much hype. There's too much going on here. Um, so I, I my my money my money is on the Golden State Warriors. And this line just hit, by the way. This just hit. It just came in. So um, so anyway, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh, guys, this is what we're going to do. I, I know uh, we were going to play Mike Clay. Let's take a quick break because, ag- again, this line just hit, so I wanted to talk about it. So uh, quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll, we'll play that Mike Clay and, uh, and, and me, Anita Marks, our podcast uh, that, again, we do every Friday, and I like to play it for you right here on uh, Weekend Wager because uh, we give you a plethora of really great prop bets heading into Week 14, and uh, and again, we're, we're 58 59% correct on the season so far, so we're helping people win money. So I, I think it's important I share it with our listeners right here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. It is Friday night. You're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Uh, quick note here. Uh, while we were in the break, um, myself, Jacob, Brian, we were uh, really doing a tour trying to find out, you know, can you wager on what what game? You know, will it be tomorrow night against the 76ers? Will it be against the Pacers? Or will it be uh, at the Garden against the Knicks? And there's no such bet out there right now. I'm sure it will rear its head at some point in time, hopefully in the next uh, few hours. But what is out there right now is Golden State Warriors favored by one and a half at Philadelphia. I've already put some coin on that. Also, uh, prior to the season starting, we had our, at ESPN, uh, our chalk column, we had our uh, NBA futures column that came out. Uh, My NBA championship matchup 
was the Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors looking good. Heat, well, they got you know they've been dealing obviously you know with a lot of injuries. They've got to get healthier. I'm still not giving up on them. Uh, but also uh, another futures bet that I had in the article was Steph Curry winning the MVP, and now you can get it plus 140. I want to say then it was a lot better odds, but obviously the season he's having is, is tremendous. No surprise to me. So I would, I would say, I don't think you're going to get, I don't think you're going to get better odds the remainder of the season than right now. So hashtag run, don't walk Steph Curry, MVP plus plus one forty. I would jump all over that without further ado. Like I said, Mike Clay, who I think is one of the most brilliant people at ESPN, him and I do a podcast each and every Friday. We talk about our favorite prop bets heading into each and every week's slate of games in the NFL. We start with the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Let's listen in. All right, let's kick it off with the game that I think everybody, to me, I think it's the best. I, I think you, you can argue Arizona and the Rams, but to me, it's the Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks. That four o'clock game, few prop bets. I'm, I don't have a side here. I'm going strictly, if you, if you read our column, which of course hits every Friday afternoon on ESPN.com, the chalk site. Uh, I don't have a side in this, in this matchup, but I've got a slew of prop bets. First and foremost, Tom Brady, brace yourself, Mike. I'm going under, under 303 oh. and a half passing yards for Tom Brady. This Bills defense, uh, much different than the defenses that he has faced the last few weeks. He's been sitting back there baking s'mores uh, for the holidays. Uh, <laughs> listen, this is this is a Buffalo team. They get after the quarterback with a 30% pressure rate, and uh, quarterbacks are only averaging 60% completion percentage. So, um I think this this number is really inflated in regard to, I think, the kind of game that Brady is about to face against that Bills defense. I do believe that they're going to rely on the rushing attack, which they have, and Fournette has been the guy. So I like over 55 and a half rushing yards for Fournette. Um, also, Josh Allen, I believe he's going to tuck it and run quite a bit in this matchup. I've got him over 32 and a half rushing yards. And last but not least, Mike Evans, anytime touchdown at plus 117. As we know, Tredavious White is out. Dane Jackson more than likely is going to get that matchup. And uh, let's be honest, there's not a DB on the Bills defense that even, I think they all come up to Mike Evans' belly button. So I, I do believe that Mike Evans, Mike Evans scores a touchdown this week. What do you have in this game? Yeah, so uh, by the way, quick note on Brady there. Yeah, the Bills have not allowed a 300-yard passer this season. So if Brady mm -hmm. gets to this line, that's going to be the first one of the year. So interesting one to watch for sure. Uh, mine is Chris Godwin under seven and a half catches. Now, um, part of this is a little gamesmanship here, right? So um, seven and a half catches. You know, that means you have to get to eight, obviously. That's a that's a big number. That's a lot. And that's a lot. It is. And in fact, believe it or not, Anita, I was on this last night with, uh, we're taping this on Friday. I was on this with Justin Jefferson. And it may not have seemed like it if you watched that game, but he did go under the mark again, because it is such a high mark to hit. Now check this out. I look back at this season and there have been seven and a half, uh, or excuse me, there have been 21 props this high, seven and a half at Caesars this season. 16 have gone under. And of those 21, 12 times, my projection was below the line. 11 of those 12 went under. So again, I'm under on Chris Godwin here. His line is seven and a half. Uh, I think he falls short. You know, he, I know he had 15 catches last week. It was a very easy matchup. We knew it was a plus matchup going in, uh, but that's only the fourth time he's done it. And he's only done it six times in 28 games since Tom Brady joined Tampa Bay. It's just too low of a hit rate. History says this is a high bar to hit. And they're playing Buffalo, to your point, even without Tredavious White. I mean, that's not going to affect Chris Godwin. He plays in the slot anyway. 
So that doesn't really mean much. He's going to see Teron Johnson, who's terrific. The Bills have allowed the fewest pass completions in the league this season. And then only two receivers, two, have caught eight passes against them in a single game this season. I'm at 6.3, well below this line. I like this one a lot. I like that. The Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> you and I are on different sides of one prop bet. And I, and, and I want you to sell me on not betting it. So I'm okay. going to save it for last. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, let's let's go with Pringle. He definitely has become the second wide receiver of choice in regards to target share and in, in routes run uh, in that Kansas City wide receiving course. I like over 23 and a half receiving yards. I think this number is quite low. I think for sure he will reach that. And also I have Hunter Renfro over receptions. That number has not hit yet. I, I know the over receiving yards has, and you have a prop bet there, but for some reason, I don't know, you know, like I, I just, I like his over receptions. If there's somewhere around, you know, I would imagine like five and a half, I'll take the over. Uh, he's just been a target monster. Uh, the chemistry between him and, uh, and Derek Carr is, has been pretty significant. But again, that number has not hit yet. Um, my line of demarcation is five and a half. We'll see what, where, when and where it does come out. But I know that you like the over in receiving yards. We'll get to that in a second. But the one prop bet that we differ on is Josh Jacobs over 95 and a half rushing and receiving yards. You can get that at minus 105. I'm on the over. Mike is on the under. I just feel with Kenyon Drake and Jalen Richard out, I think that he's just going to be it in that backfield. And I think he's going to get a ton of volume. Kansas City's defense has been playing really well as of late. I think Derek Carr is going to be looking to get the ball out early. I think he's going to be looking Josh Jacobs way. So that's why I'm on the over, but I'm going to give you the mic, Mike Clay, and I want you to convince me otherwise. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to for two reasons. First of all, when I wrote this initially, I, I wasn't sure on, on Jalen Rashard playing or not. If he does play, um, I like it uh, more. If he doesn't, which it doesn't seem like he's going to, it appears it was a positive test. So I don't think he's going to, so I don't feel as good about it. Um, also, the line's going down right now. It's closer to 89, 90 in that range. And again, I don't feel as strong about it. Um, but the reason essentially is, you know, last week he had 13 carries and a career high nine targets, right? So when into any time a player hits a career high in a category, you generally expect it to come back to earth a little bit, right? That's almost always what happens. And even in that scenario, he was short of this line. He had 90 yards. That's the line we're talking about is 94 and a half. So that was my uh, initial thought process. I mean, he has 95 scrimmage yards only twice this season. And one of those, he was right on 95. So he's generally been well below this line or close to it. Um, and if you go back even to the beginning of last season, you know, he's, he's gotten to 95 yards in only seven of his last 25 games. But again, to your point, um, you know, if, if Richard is out or, and joins Gert Drake, which seems to be the case, it's going to be tougher because Jacobs could play a pretty substantial role here. Uh, Peyton Barber will be a factor, but uh, it's going to be, it's a close call now. So some variables have changed a little bit. So I wouldn't bet the over, I wouldn't go that way, but um, I would perhaps stay away from this one. So that's um, my thoughts you know, on, uh, that's my thoughts on, on Jacobs. Nothing really, nothing really so. quick before, really quick before you move on to Hunter Renfro, you know, th yeah. there's been, some, there's been some talk in regard to, you know, with Gruden gone for whatever reason, Gruden was in love with Peyton Barber. So that's another thing with Gruden, with, with Gruden gone, you know, if, even though Peyton Barber is, is on the roster, that there's folks because he's gone are expecting Jacobs to get really the, the lion's share of all the touches. So, and if that line is moving down, let me ask you this. 
how far, how low does that line need to go for you to bet? To bet the um, I would say, let's see, it's at, it's around 89 right now. Man, uh, with Richard out, I'm probably, I'm, my projection will probably come in around 86 to 80, 88, probably in that range. So okay. I'm probably not betting this one unless it, right, it fell curious. pretty substantial. Just curious. Okay, give yeah. us your uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, so uh, check this out. On uh, You and I are both on Daily Wager Sunday mornings, and um, I had hit nine straight best bets, right? I was on a hot streak, and I took an under on Darren Waller a couple weeks ago, missed it, ended my streak. Then I got back on track two weeks ago with a Baker Mayfield prop, so I'm all right here. We'll start another streak. And what happened, Anita? I took another Raiders under last week with Hunter Renfro, and I lost again. So uh, maybe I should stay away from the Raiders' best bets going forward, but I do still have a run, Renfro under on the books, uh, under 68 and a half receiving yards. Um, look, I, again, we're in another situation where I'm fading career highs, right? He hit a career high in targets and receptions last week and had 102 yards. Uh, that's what it took to, to lose that best bet. I, I got it wrong. Fine. But, you know, he's gotten to 100 yards in two straight games after doing so in only two of his first 39 games. And his targets are not up massively. Like I just mentioned, he had a, a career high 10 targets. But, you know, he's been in that vicinity. He has seven plus in eight of his first 10 games. Right. So he got to that mark. I get it. Um, his air yards are up quite a bit but he's caught 89% of his targets over the last two games. All right. That's he's had to hit these extremes in order to these un, unsustainable extremes, I should say, in order to pull off what he does the past couple of weeks. So I'm essentially expecting him to come back to earth a little bit. You know, he's playing at a ceiling the last couple of weeks. I think he comes down a little bit. Um, this is his highest prop of the season too, as well, which is something else I like to fade. And uh, they're playing the chiefs, of course. I mean, they've allowed the ninth fewest, yards to receivers this season in fact they played in week 10 he only had 46 yards on seven catches in that game so uh, again my projection kind of close here but uh, i do like the under uh let's take a look at the uh, baltimore ravens in the cleveland browns game uh i do like the lamar jackson over 63 and a half rushing yards listen i'm the biggest lamar jackson fan when he was coming out of college i said that he was going to be the best quarterback i was thrilled when the ravens traded back into the final the bottom of the first round and, and drafted him. And I love the offense that they put around him, but Mike, there's something wrong with his passing offense. I mean, it's just, it's sloppy. It's ugly. Um, he's throwing interceptions. I just, I, I think, I think they're going to have to, you know, ground and pound it. So I like the over 63 and a half rushing yards against a blitz happy Browns defense for sure. Um, also keep an eye on the active inactive list for the wide receiving core for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know for sure prior to us, taping this. I know that um, Bryant has already been ruled out because of the ankle. Looks like Najoku potentially might be out as well. If that's the case, you've got Jarvis Landry. Look at these pedestrian numbers, Mike, over and under four and a half receptions, over under 56 and a half receiving yards. So um, if Najoku is out, I, I like the over on that. And also I'm going to keep an eye on the Donovan Peoples-Jones and the Austin Hooper uh, prop bets as well. Uh, because it doesn't look like, um, and, and, I, and I know that the Cleveland Browns are a run first team and, and Hunt is back. So it's Hunt, um, you know, in that backfield with that one-two punch. Uh, I, I get that, but, you know, you got to pass the ball sometime and you need a warm body and there's not many for, uh, for, for Baker Mayfield right now. So 
as of right now, the, the, the prop bets that are out is Jarvis Landry over under four and a half, over under 56 and a half. I'm taking the over in those, but I'm going to keep a close eye on the, the, the active inactive list on Sunday for Njoku and, uh, and see if the, any prop bets with uh, DPJ or Austin Hooper um, are interesting. Yeah, intriguing, right? <laughs> tempting. Tempting and, is the word I was looking for, Mike. Tempting. There you go. And they should tempt you with uh, the way the Ravens have played against perimeter receivers this season uh, and re receivers in general, not to mention they're down Humphrey and Marcus Peters now. It's a mess in that secondary. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm on People's Jones and Fantasy this week. So uh, like that. Um, I have a few in this game as well. Uh, I like uh, Devontae Freeman on the other side. You talked about Lamar Jackson running the ball. How about Freeman over 12 and a half carries at plus money? Look, he's gotten to 13 carries in three straight games and four of his last five. And one of those games was 16 carries against these same Browns back in week 12. Uh, a running back has reached 13 carries in nine of Cleveland's 12 games against them this season. So uh, it's not a, not a super high bar and he's their lead back. So um, I do like that one for Freeman. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Sammy Watkins over two and a half catches. Uh, look, I mean, you look at his game so far this season, there were two games where, you know, one, he got injured and then he came back a few weeks later and was limited. If you forget about those, since he didn't play the full game, he's gotten to three catches in six of his seven full games this season. Right. So now he's playing the Browns. Uh, didn't run, run many routes when they played two weeks ago, but uh, generally does run about 28, 29 routes a game. So uh, this one I like because it's plus plus one fifty. You're getting a really nice return on it. So I like the over two and a half catches here for, uh, Sammy Watkins. And then one more I'll throw at you here. Um, Baker Mayfield over 30 and a half pass attempts. We're getting this one at even money. Again, this was my favorite bet two weeks ago when these teams played, it was 27 and a half. It was, it was easy. It was an easy over and he crushed it. Um, he had, uh, I think it was, what do you have? 30, uh, 41. I think he had 41 pass attempts in that games or oh, 37. He had 37 pass attempts. So almost, uh, roughly 10 above the line in that game. You know, he's averaging 28.4 a game this season, but he's gotten a 31 and five of 11. Uh, it's more like a 50-50 proposition. But again, the, the Ravens really good against the run. People don't run against them. They attack through the air. And that's what I expect Cleveland to do. You know, there's been some chatter. They're going to try to feature the run game. I get that. But that's just not really how you attack this Ravens defense. If they come out doing that, they're just playing right into Baltimore's hand. So uh, the, Ra the Ravens, by the way, Anita, 31 or more pass attempts facing 10 of a 12 games this season. No one's been under 28. So I think there's a pretty good chance Baker gets to this mark, barring a, an, a lead, an early lead by Cleveland where they're just ahead throughout the game. If that doesn't happen, I think uh, Baker gets there. All right. New Orleans and the Jets, you know me, I'm a huge Taysom Hill fan. So um, over 54 and a half rushing yards. Uh, also, I like any time touchdown at plus 150. Um, put up, obviously, as we know, over 100 rushing yards last week. Obviously, that's what he does best. The Jets' rushing defense is quite awful. And with, uh, with Deontay Harris now suspended, needs some warm bodies to throw to. Traquan Smith, over 18 and a half receiving yards. Again, that number seems very pedestrian to me. You can get that at minus 110. What's your prop bet in this game? Yep. Uh, I'm going to taste Hill over one and a half passing touchdowns. Look, he's made five NFL starts. He has exactly two touchdowns in all five of those games, and three of them were two passing touchdown games. So, uh, and that, by the way, includes last week against the Dallas Cowboys, a game that he threw four interceptions and still had a, a pair of uh, passing touchdowns and over 100 rushing yards. And uh, the other part of this is the Jets. They've allowed at least two passing touchdowns in eight consecutive games. So it's a terrific matchup, and we're getting this one at 
plus 165. So like it a lot. Uh, Atlanta and the Carolina Panthers, uh, they're coming off of a bye. They've got a new off offensive coordinator. Reason why I'm told the old, the other one was, uh, was fired was because they weren't running the ball enough. Okay. Give me Cam Newton anytime touchdown at plus 150. Um, also I like, uh, Hubbard who now obviously is the lead back in that backfield with no C-Mac, um, over 64 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. What you got? Yeah, Matt Ryan, yes, to throw an interception. We're getting this one a plus money. He has at least one in five of his last seven games. And he's actually been pretty conservative this year, but he's in the 70th percentile in interception rate. So uh, the Panthers, decent secondary. Not a ton of picks this year, but uh, they're just getting healthier in the secondary as they add. Uh, I mean, I know Jackson's out, but they brought in Stephon Gilmore, and he's playing more and more. So uh, like that, like that a plus money. And um, this one I just came across, so nothing in depth at the moment, but uh, – Cordero Patterson under 13 and a half carries. It's just not a mark he has hit very often this season. So uh, at even money in this game, I think uh, under is the strongest play. Again, he is Mike Clay. Um, I'm Anita Marks. And uh, each and every week we put together this uh, this Props Bet podcast. And uh, I just want to let you know, a lot of work goes into that. Um, a, a lot of research uh, in, in regard to those prop bets. And, and hopefully you could hear it in regard to um, you know, the, the stats and, and the trends and, and the due diligence we do to come up with those prop bets. And uh, I'm really proud of that podcast. And I like sharing it with all of you on, uh, on Friday night, uh, before we take our next break. And by the way, Randy Robles from the Elias sports bureau is back on the show. I love when he's on. It's really cool. Elias is working alongside the NFL they have their own app now that you can go on. They're not telling you who to wager on. That's not what they do. But what they do is provide a bunch of really phenomenal little nuggets. I call nuggets, stats, trends to help you decide where in, in, in on what team you want to wager on each and every week in the NFL. So I'm really, I'm thrilled that Randy is back on with us. We're going to hear from him coming your way soon. But as I said a little bit earlier on the show, we're getting closer and closer, obviously, to the regular season uh, ending in the NFL, which is quite sad and disappointing. But um, as, as, uh, as we get closer and closer to the postseason, the playoff picture becomes more and more uh, defined and we become more aware of, uh, realistically, who's going to make it to the postseason. So I, don't, I, I, I believe there are two teams right now with some really favorable uh, odds that I think both of them make it to the postseason. Uh, one is, I think, pretty obvious, and, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. And, and you can get them right now at even money to make it to the, to, to the postseason. Uh, they're playing unbelievable defense on all three levels. De uh, unbelievable football on all three levels. Defensively, uh, they are top five in the NFL. Offensively, Carson Wentz, uh, you know, whether it was, you know, starting off, unfortunately, with the season with, with both ankle injuries, uh, learning, and not that it is a new system, because obviously it was a system that he played in a majority when he was in Philadelphia, um, but just kind of getting into a groove uh, with his, uh, his wide receiving core and arguably, and if I had a vote, man, I, I know a lot of people are going to vote for Tom Brady to be MVP, but Jonathan Taylor needs to be considered. So they've got an unbelievable, unbelievable rushing attack. Uh, Carson Wentz is having a, a solid, good year. I think better than what most people think. 
and or thought going in. Solid offensive line, top five defense, great special teams. And they, they still have a shot because the Tennessee Titans are reeling. And don't be surprised if Tennessee loses to the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I'm just throwing that out there. But you can bet that the Colts make it to the playoffs. Not win the division. Just make it to the playoffs at even money. So I do like that. I don't think, I don't think that um, it, will, it will stay that way for very long, especially if Tennessee loses to Jacksonville this week. So I would jump on that now. And last but not least, the Washington football team. And you could get them to make it to the postseason at plus 125. I'm just going to say this. Don't drive off the side of the road. Don't be surprised if Washington beats Dallas this week. And don't be surprised if Washington wins the division. They've won four straight. Their defense is playing even better now, even though they don't have Montez Sweat. They don't have... um, uh, um, I, and I'm drawing a blank now. It was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, defensive player that uh, that they drafted, Brian Jacob. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, uh, they've lost they've lost players on their defense, big name players that I, <laughs> I can't remember the name right now. Um, but they're playing a lot better. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Washington, Washington. Um, defensive lineman. Why am I trying to play? Why can't I find his name? It's like on the tip of my tongue. What is wrong with me? Um, here, I'll look. I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> um, there you go, Chase. 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 What? <laughs> Chase Young. There we go. I, I bet you there are people in the car listening right now, going Young, screaming at the Young, Young. Yes, Chase Young, who's placed on IR. So Chase Young. It's it's unbelievable because Chase Young, Montez Sweat is out and their defense is playing better. So anyway, defense is playing better. Uh, Heineke is has come along. They're able to rush the football well, and Dallas is dealing with some injuries in their backfield and their secondary isn't, I think, what most people thought. So nonetheless, uh, Washington to make it to the postseason is plus one twenty five. Those are two futures bets that I would jump on right now. Quick break. We come back. Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau, joins us next. You're listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.